This is AI Podcast. Not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slight different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, loyal listeners? Welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we take the real uh, agency intelligence and not let you believe the artificial that everybody tries to tell you out there. This is Jason Cass, and I am with my guest host. I told you last time about him, my boy Wesley Anderson. What's up, Wes? It's game time, baby. Game time. Game time. You probably like them jazz because you out there in Utah, ain't you? Dude, we got to love the jazz. How can someone not like the jazz? I mean, when you go Stockton Malone, that's where it's I mean, at, they, they're always the nice guys, right? I mean, they're the <laughs> nice guys, right? I mean, who who doesn't like the jazz? And then when you're thinking about it, jazz, it makes you move, you know? I like that stuff. So check this out. Um, Louis listeners, as you know, uh, today we're just going to kind of do what would normally be a solo, but I got my, my main man over here, Wesley Anderson, that's going to be helping us as we, uh, as just the next couple of things. I mean, Wes was kind of, you were kind of surprised by me asking you to do this, but there's a couple of times, Wes, that we had been on uh, Facebook lives or even when you were at Brainshare and we would talk and you always had this, um, you always bring a good spin to things. You always bring a good realization but it's the tone of your voice. I don't think you realize that, Wes. It's the it's the excitement that comes from, hey, I'm just not saying these words, but I'm pushing them with excitement so that I hope you feel and grasp what I'm trying to say. And I love people like that that's trying to make me stop thinking of the way I think and say, hey, listen to this. And so that was one of the reasons why I was like, I bet you he can do that to the people that are on. So that's why I'm glad you joined me, Wes. Well, I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah. So, so, okay. First of all, I've been, um, I've just now got my VA where she's answering the phone. Reese is answering the phone. I will tell you a lot of issues cause they're coming from the Philippines and it's, you know, some of the VPNs I got to use and stuff like that. But we got through that cause we have lightspeed voice and they're awesome. And what's really, really amazing is first of all, it blows my mind because when I tell my staff that I'm going to have uh Reza answer the phone, None of them have ever really talked to her. They just deal with her through teams and emails and all stuff. And so I got her on the phone and like, you should see Sarah, my assistant, she's like looking and her eyes are getting big. Like that's Risa. And it's like, and I got off the phone. I'm like, yeah, she was like, I would have never really thought that that would, that girl lived outside this country. She may have been <laughs> born somewhere else, but she was raised here. You know what I mean? Because, and I'm like, I know it's just really, really wild. And so, uh, so now we've got that and I'm really excited to see how that's going to go because I think that could be a very, uh, that's a very vital thing. We want someone to answer the phone. We're big on that here at our agency. That's just a little bit of our old schoolness. And uh, we think it's very vital that we have somebody who's very professional. I think Reese is going to be fantastic at it. I really do. It's, it's an interesting thing that you talk about their accents because the way that, uh, Agent CVA is set up and established. We have a crew. There's a team that they interview 123 people 
before they enroll one singular person into Agency VA University, uh, which is the training platform that we have. And so that interview process, they're going through things like uh, caliper personality tests. They're checking uh, equipment, software. They're checking their knowledge and technology. They're focusing a great deal on accent. And being that we're not, I, I always tell people, you got your captive uh, virtual assistant companies that pull from the same spot. And there isn't, the, the captive world is what it is. But then we're the only independent virtual assistant company that we're going to get our virtual assistant anywhere from the world to fix the pain points that go directly to the agency. Because a lot of the times it's like going to the mechanic, you know, the agency wants a VA and they're getting sold an engine, but they just need a tire. I like that. And so we're getting really, really good and calibrated with our software to be able to pair the exact VA to the right individual. And if you need a forward facing one like Risa, people aren't going to know that she isn't sitting directly in your office. Right. Well, I did tell her, I said, when you say, how are you say, how are y'all? Right. That's what I was trying to get her to do. She's not really good at that yet. No, I'm joking. But anyways, <laughs> so anyways, hey, you, you know, Wes, I, I was down in Texas and I was speaking true story uh, down in San Antonio and this and this guy, I was talking to him and and I and we, he said to me, he said, Jason, he says, I noticed even out of Illinois, you use the word y'all a lot. I said, really, do I? He said, yeah, you do. He said, let me ask you a question. Is y'all, is that singular or is that plural when you say that? And I said, <laughs> well, I said, I, I, I think that's that's plural. He said, not here in Texas. He said that that's singular because when you make it plural, it's all y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought that was hilarious there there is gaps like that like teaching a virtual assistant to say y'all i usually i always tell them the first month like when i say jokes and i bring in sarcasm like i straight up mm -hmm. get crickets for my virtual assistants and until they relax <laughs> until like month two and they're like this guy's just crazy you know, then they start. That's relaxing. how Risa is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it takes I tell her all the time. I'm like, we need to be professional, but we need to be having more fun than we are professional. Absolutely. And there's times <laughs> we need to be more professional than we do fun. You just got to know. And so most of the time, I'm the one who's always having fun. Travis is the one who usually counters me uh, with the not having fun part. But anyway, so so this data. I mean, so so right now, Wesley, there is some serious serious. SHIT going on out there right now. I mean, like, like for real, like, okay, here's, here's where I want to start it. I knew transformation would come. I just really started to doubt as I get into my forties that I was going to see it. And I now not, and now it's not that I know that I'm going to see it. I actually saw it last Friday in the works in a, in a baby actually working, but in a, in a very small state of running one agency where it will be over many agencies. And I am not allowed to talk exactly about what it is. It will go live in September, but it's not so much about it. That's not what I want to talk about, Wes. What I want to talk about is what is making up it, right? Like, why is this happening? Is this good for the industry? What track do we see this um, going on? How do we see this transforming the industry? And that's kind of some of the stuff I want to rat on for the next 15, 20 minutes. Sound good? Sounds perfect. And I think data, like you look in life right now, you, you, you think about things of value and you've got currency. Uh, Bitcoin made a flash appearance there for a second. You got gold. 
but really data is king. And from a valuation perspective of what do we have and what's going to carry us in the future, it's data. And if you mm -hmm. look at any company that really is ultra successful, you can trace back to how they utilize and leverage data. And so yep. in, in the insurance world, which is like one of the more data filled planets, worlds that exist, yes. we, we are so splintered and everyone's using it differently and some aren't using it at all. But should we, and hopefully this is what you're going to want to talk about, should we you know, band together and utilize our data collectively, we can really do some big things because if we don't, someone is going to, and shame on us for not doing it. That's exactly right. And you know, here's the thing about this, Wes. So this is after really studying this, like I'm being serious. Like I've really thought about like going back to, to college and learning data. I mean, I'm serious. Like I've been that geeked out over this stuff because I've heard about it just like you loyal listeners have like, okay, data, this data, that data, this we don't realize how much data is affecting Amazon, how much Amazon utilizes data and how they create all this stuff to be who Amazon is, is coming and living off process and data and people. And, and that is what makes up agency intelligence. And it has to do with the fact that these people are like really, really smart, but it's not so much that they're really smart. It's that the industry, Wes, our industry is so really dumb. <laughs> And and when I say dumb, guys, understand, um, and maybe I should say ignorant, just lacking knowledge. Like, okay, okay. So, Wes, I want you to, to tell me this, okay. Can I jump in on this before you say dumb? I would say because I, I came into this industry from another industry and from the industry that dominates data, which is technology. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't use dumb because yeah, the, the insurance world, from what I found, is some of the brightest minds. I would say fearful. I would say the fact that mitigation of risk is happening, you know, eight hours of the day. And they're always thinking about what could potentially go wrong. I think that naturally creates a fearful psychological environment. But the reality is in technology, that is a, that's an environment of hope. That's an environment of excitement. That's like, Damn. oh, there's a roof. We're going to freaking blow it off. Right. And so that's, I, I think fear is the key. And everyone that I ever speak with about data, automation, anything technological, they're always better than they think they are. And if they yeah. just don't be fearful and just jump and try, like they can do big things, but most of them freeze before they try. So let me tell you, this is, so you're exactly right. And but here's, here's the thing, like, okay, so, so Cass, Cass, tell me how it's done in those other industries that we're not doing here. Oh, I just, did you hear that, Wes? Someone just asked us that question as a loyal listener. I'm glad you did. Because let me answer that for you. I give you clear as day. The way that we process is per the 70s and 80s and 90s and not the new age. What does that mean, Jason? Let me break it down one step for you, further for you. What happens is, is whenever Jim Bob calls in and he needs to add or delete a vehicle, we immediately go to Jim Bob's folder, file, inside our management system. And then we'll open up a task or an activity, whatever you guys call it in your management system. And then we'll put in there what needs to be done and we assign it to somebody or we suspend it. So while we're doing it, make sure we check on it, whatever. Okay. This is all the same thing, guys, just a little bit different in variables. But the thing that's different about it is, is whenever that person didn't get their ID card and three days later, they call back in, you've got to go check your, your tasks. You got to read through, you got to find out what was done. Um, well, who sent it? Did it go here? Did it even get sent? 
I mean, do you have the phone calls recorded? There's all these different things in these data points that we're not, that we don't really use. No other industry does it like that. Well, the way they do it is, is someone calls in and they're going to order something or they have a service issue. It gets assigned to a a ticket or to a, a case. And everything that's related to that individual case, as it goes from the beginning of the customer experience to the end, all the data, all the endpoint, all the everything is composed in there. So then if three days later that happens, you can just go to that case, open it up and see everything that was done. But the most important part of that, everybody, is the fact that now that all that stuff is cased, now you can use that data to be able to look at behavioral data of what happened in that process of dealing with that case. Why were there four emails that went back and forth? Looking at the statistics of everybody else, there should have only been one. Why did it take the company two days to get back to us? Most companies only take 30 minutes, right? So you can start to see this. Here's my point though, Wes, and I want you to jump in, but here's my point, loyal listeners. We don't do that. We How we move our data is up and down, up and down. I'm keeping this very simple for you because this is how our world works, up and down. Amazon does not work up and down. There is no up and down. What it is is, is that think about someone calling into your, let's say they call into Erie's um, call center and Erie takes their information and the person actually should be serviced by us, but they called the 800 number. That's cool. How about instead of Erie calling me and saying, hey, we're going to patch this person over to you and here's kind of what happened. What if, boom, you just clicked and right inside your management system, there was the case from the person who called in and now you can see and you know everything and that could actually transfer between our company and theirs. That doesn't happen by an upload and download. That happens by a left and right. So there. So I, I kind of want to throw that out there because Wes, I think to even start talking about where we're going, the basic fundamentals of how we collect data has to change. Well, and, and Jason, let me ask you the question. Like we we I don't think we've known each other for even a year. When we first met, no, uh, I think you'll remember. How did I tell you I make decisions? Ah, this is one of my favorite things that you said. You said, Jason, I don't make decisions based on the way I think or I feel. I make decisions based on the what the data says. I love that. Yep. Because that's all the tech world does. And, and the thing is, is before the insurance agencies even try to look at data, they make it much more difficult than it really is. I want to make, and, and it's really easy to paint the picture this way. I want to paint the picture of data and people together. Like how, how can we pair the two? Because we love our people. And in these insurance agencies, we love our CSRs. We love our agents. So putting the two together and painting the picture that way, I think can help insurance agencies not have fear. Do not be fearful of this. One thing that is incredibly powerful to do is to sit down with someone in your agency that is feeling pain, that has some kind of complaint or something isn't running smooth. I will give you the uh, the cheat code. It's going to be a CSR. They're the ones that always get piled on the most pain because the way insurance runs, we are so reactive and they get that reactive call when someone's pissed about something. And that is going to hurt anyone. That's That's the way it is. So sit down with your CSR and get some very basic data. And if you approach this right, and you use this technique, I promise your agency will be so benefited. Sit down with your CSR, and we're going to pretend that her name is Amy, because that's my favorite CSR that I have, and I love her very much. <laughs> and sit down with Amy, we're drawing the picture, and I do this regularly. And I say, Amy, 
let's just list out. And you've got to make it so you're walking in and you've noticed that she's in pain and you're trying to help. And so, Amy, like, I know you're dying. We're slammed lately. Isn't it awesome we're getting all these cells? But I know that that's killing you. Well, I, I got to make it better. So let's sit down right now. I got my legal pad right here. Again, data doesn't have to go into a computer. I got my, my paper right here. Amy, go ahead and write out the top five things that you're doing right now. Don't think about it much. Write it down. And she'll write out answering the phone. She's going to write out quoting. She's going to write out reshops. And she's going to put five things there. And you look at it with her and you say, yeah, that, that you're doing all that. And, you know, we're so grateful that you're doing all that. Okay, now what I need from you in column number two, and I just draw it. I love this. Like, I don't make this anything crazy or difficult. All right, column number two of these five things, let's do a percentage of your day that you are doing these things. And they'll go in and they'll put, you know, 70% here, 30% here. That data isn't like incredibly accurate, but it's validation to them and it's what they think. And that's what you need. You need their data from them. It doesn't have to be precise numbers. So then they put a percentage. And the third column is the most important because the third column is where insurance agencies are guessing. They're guessing and they think, if I can just take off quoting from Amy CSR, I'm going to make her life easier. But guess what? Maybe that's not the problem. So column three, you have Amy on those five items rate one through 10, like what's the pain associated with this? What do you feel? Like for me as an insurance agency owner, commissions before I had a VA take that over, that was yeah. a number 10 yeah. on my spot. It was an eight hour black hole of death. I hated it, you know? And so I immediately had to get rid of that. But as we sit down and gather data like that within our own offices, and then we, then we start providing solutions. And I look at Amy and I say, look, it looks like 70% of your days on the phone well, here's the deal. And that's causing you a pain of nine. You know what? I'm actually going to take half your day and we're going to have VA Risa take the phone for that, that time. Right. So now we have 35% because we're taking that 70 and we're cutting it in half. We have 35% of your day here. Hopefully your pain level is cut in half. Um, and I'm going to need you to do this for me while that's happening. Are we cool? Are we good? Let's have a little switch here. Like, is that going to make your life better? And my job every month is to have that exact same conversation. And I'm making sure from the data that I'm running an agency that's efficient because when I have Amy answering the phone, you know, I'm paying her 20 plus dollars an hour right. to react right. to the guy who calls in to tell us mm -hmm. that the ticket wasn't his fault. Like that's, that's stupid or just do data entry. Whereas I can be more effective if I take that off her plate, but I take the things off her plate contingent upon the data based on the pain that she's feeling and the percentage of time that she's spending on it. And I do that exact same exercise with myself weekly. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, 
I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's Virtual, I-N-T-E-L-L.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel, cast certified. So when these people become, when we start looking at what that employee is going to team member is going to look like in the next year to three years to five years, I believe that the CSR role will still be there, but it will be a second position to uh, data mining, um, to data gathering, to understanding different pivot points to where you could probably gather the most data. There's going to be a different skill set that will be needed above and beyond being a CSR. And then when you take it that fur much further, I believe that you could have, let's call them passports of people who are known to be better in the industry. Yes, she or he is good at service, but they're also really good at being able to mine data that helps make all of our other clients have a better experience so that we can meet their unexpectations as well. And so I think that it's going to change that different type of mindset. And I, and I know this is really hard for people to understand, but it, it will happen to where actually 80% of the reason why we are paying somebody is because of the data they're mining. And 20% of the reason has to do with insurance. Am I crazy, Wes? No, no, no. You're spot on. And let's put all the pieces of the puzzle together so we're not afraid of this. So Riza answers the phone. Riza gathers the data. Riza, the client gives the VIN number, the billing, whatever's associated. Riza says, okay, we got you. Okay, phone call ends. It's usually about, I think they're like two minute and 14 seconds here in Utah. So it's usually, a, so they're really quick. They're, those calls are almost always really, really quick and transactional. Mm -hmm. Now here's the cool part. We have the data. The virtual assistant is now doing all the input of that data. And now the virtual assistant took that reactive part, that painful part, the, the part where the, the insured is yelling or maybe upset. The virtual assistant took that and they did very well with it. Now, guess what? Amy, your CSR who you love, who this used to be a painful thing, who answering the phone was reactive, she now proactively engages because she has time and calls the client and says, hey, I just want to make sure you were taken care of. We really, really respect you here at Financial Network Insurance. We want to make sure that everything went smooth. I want to tell you that as we processed it, this happened. While I've got you here, you know, because now the reaction part's gone. Emotion's gone. Now we're going to, let's get that sweet personality on the phone. And Amy is now able to say, hey, while I got you here, I noticed that you don't have a home policy with us. But I'm asking that question after I validated that, yeah, our experience was great. So it's kind of like, Jason, you handed me something. You gave me a great experience. Now I can say, okay, I need something back in return. Well, hey, we don't have your home. We'd sure love the opportunity to get that. But the moment by which we're asking, the timing by which Amy is now getting in the game, that's what's changing things. 
And the consumer is so much more happy because when you ask those questions in the reactive state of when they're pissed or when they just need to get off the car lot, you're, they're like, just get off the phone. But if you're proactively engaging after, and that's what your CSR, that person that you're paying the 20 bucks an hour, they're doing that, they're making you money. Right. And it's just, it, it, it flows so much better. So that is how you take something from data. And we started with just a simple legal pad. That's the data we gathered. And that's how you implement the people and you put the pieces all together. That's how agencies have to be ran and should be ran. Well, and there's a couple of things there because a lot of people would say, yeah, but when I hire my VA, I'm removing my people from my customers and now my customers, and it's all about relationships. And if you just listen to what Wes said there, he basically said, no, I didn't do that. I actually was allowing my people to not just be reactively taking stuff all the time, put that off to a VA and then use my frontline people to then be proactively. Anytime you're in a relationship, the relationship grows in your direction, the more you give. Think about that, loyal listeners. The more you give, if I'm going to give you of my time, if I'm going to give you um, presence, that other person who's receiving that is like, wow, this, this dude is really awesome, or this person, for whatever reason it could possibly be. That's the, because you're being proactive. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the gifts. It's like, a, it's like my wife and me and a couple of guys were talking about this in Vegas. It doesn't matter the gift that you buy them when you come back. It's just the fact that they think, oh, he thought about me, right? It's that proactiveness. And, and that, and here's the deal. When you're gathering data, there's different types of data you're going to gather in that reactive mode than you are in the proactive mode. And some of that data may be more valuable than others. So when you start to train your people, and you see it this way and you train your people to see it. And now the fact of reactive and proactive just doesn't become lip service. That actually becomes a money issue in how much you're growing. So that's what I really, really like about it. But what I like about what you said the most though on today's world is people don't understand that automation and doing using VAs and outsourcing actually enhances the relationship that they are actually saying is being taken away. You agree? Yeah, I, you're hitting it perfectly. That that's the large misconception that just needs to be eliminated. We gotta we gotta stop automation and virtual assistants outsourcing is not a replacement. Mm-hmm. It is an enhancement. That's right. That's right. It's like supplemental insurance. You're not replacing the health insurance. Oh, you're getting something supplemental. Good example. It's supplemental to what we're what Ooh. we're dealing with. And I promise you, as you deepen and, and make that relationship more deep, and you're putting your good people, your frontline people, more at a proactively engaged level, your agency is happier. The vibe, the feel there is better. Your people, they're happier. That's right. I mean, it's just amazing. And you know, one of the cool other tactics that we use is okay, virtual assistant, when they tee off for that proactive call, the virtual assistant may have looked at the Facebook page and seen that Jason Cass has a son, you know, that has a basketball game today and they can see that and they tee off for my team and they say, Hey, just be straight with them. And my team calls and says, yo, Jason, I was Facebook stalking. I see your son's got a big game tonight, you know, at uh, basketball, you know, we're excited for you. We'll be rooting for him. You know, we hope things go well. We also hope that things went well, you know, during the transaction that you had earlier, is there anything that we can do to better that experience? 
you know, and that can be 30 seconds. And they may be like, what the heck just happened? But the VA went and looked and provided information that made that experience much more deep, much more engaging. It is automation and outsourcing is not to replace, but it's to deepen. You can deepen that relationship. You can send people, you know, dinner when they lose the loved one. You know, that goes really, really far. You can send them dinner when a car accident happens. Oh, don't worry about dinner tonight. We got a pizza there. And the VA can see on the claims report, oh, we had three, you know, car accidents happen. Let's make sure we get pizza to all these addresses. And your American who you love, your front line, as you call them, Jason, they're making that call and they're saying, you know what, tonight, dude, just don't worry about dinner. We got pizza coming. It should be there about seven. Like it's paid for. We love you. We're grateful for you. You know, and and that's it. So, so, so Wes just laid it out to you guys how that should be. And that's not how it is in a lot of your offices, but he's trying to say, this is another option. This is a way you should be looking at this. Start transforming your brain slowly so that we can start to get where we need, because I'm going to take it one step further. The great separator says that when that person is going to be called, we are not even going to proactively call them because the machine is going to proactively tell us that there may be an issue. And then it's already went out and it's already searched all of their Facebook profiles. It's already brought it in. You're looking at what their date of birth is, even though this client may not even be a client of yours. We're looking at every piece of information they have. Who else in the in the agency are they connected with on social media? Who would they know? Men, also, we'll know so much stuff about them that we'll be able to devise our own MPS score that grades that person, not only on the type of client that probably fits the type of clients we write, but also it's going to allow them to let us know how happy they are. And what's amazing is, is it's going to be able to search all the other data of these other management systems to pop up and say, hey, people that are like her are just like the people that normally have telematics. You might want to offer that to her. And actually, there's a couple things of her policy that no one else has that may be costing her money. These are things. So the CSR knows this stuff before they proactively take the call. That's all built on AI. That's built on machine learning. That's built on automation. And so to say, but Cass, that is like Jetson shit. No, that is like 2023 at max stuff, folks. This stuff's already built it's just not mainstream and it will be in the next six to 12 months. So, so that's where we're going. So you're sitting there in your agency right now saying, well, this is how we do it. Then Wes gives you this like, whoa, that's monumental. And then Cass says, yeah. And then we're going here. That's where we're going. And, 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 and when, I think sometimes Wes, you hit on this a lot and I have to keep saying this because what you say is right. This is not like a doomsday thing. No one's, it's not like, oh, sorry, you weren't saved. Now you're left behind. No, I mean, that, that's, not, that's not how this whole thing is. I mean, you are listening to this podcast. You are knowing that there's people out there that are telling you this stuff, but no one should be telling you, if you don't do this today, you're going to die. I will tell you, you need to start thinking differently. You need to stop thinking when you hear Wes talk about all this crazy VA stuff and automation and Slack channels that he's using. You can't just tune that out anymore, right, Wes? They can't. They just can't just tune that out and say, oh, well, I'll skip past that. Let me get to where Wes gets funny again, right? No, you, you actually have to rewind and say, what the hell did he just say? You know, and you're going to have to listen to that again. And, and that's where I think if you're not going to 
do that, then yeah, you're in trouble. But if you're willing to say, hey, I'm going to start thinking differently and I'm going to start listening to these guys and I'm going to start doing my own research and I'm going to start seeing what's out there. I'm going to start getting out of my agency a little bit. I'm going to start going to these conferences. I'm going to start talking to these people. I'm going to start having different relationships with my company reps. Maybe where should I get involved? These are the things you start thinking that way. You're going to be just fine and you're going to be making a crap load of more money in five years. I promise you. Sorry, I had to go, I had to go off there once. No, I, I love that. I think you're, I think you're spot on and this isn't anything to be fearful of. And like you said, it's, it's not doomsday and it's all about the baby steps, but it it is trying, you know, and it is, you, you, you have to do something the way and the client experience that we're providing uh, our clients right now. If we, if we do a 30,000 foot view of, you know, the 35,000 insurance agencies out there. Is that, is that the number that's correct? Isn't there 35,000? 35,000. That's what they say. The, roughly, cl- yeah. the, the client experience that we're providing them, we could make it better. And the focus that we need to have, well, whether it be through outsourcing or automation, again, in your mindset, don't think of replacement. If I get automation in, I replace if I get this virtual assistant in, I replace, but think of an enhancement. Think of, again, that analogy of, of supplemental uh, insurance. That's going to help you because that's exactly what it is. And we can do this. If we work together, Like we, we can make some awesome things happen. And I wasted three years. Uh, I would say my first three years in the insurance industry, because when I met with a guy like you, Cass, or when I met with someone that had these great ideas, like the way my brain works and and the way that I function is I grab the things I love and then I go back to my camp and then I just start developing and building and and taking the things that you said that made sense to me and and just and plugging away and and I someone once told me Wes I think it's in Star Trek or something you always leap first mm-hmm. and you look later and I do that and it's it's also both uh, one of my greatest strengths but it's yeah, also played it to my detriment a lot here's the deal though here's here's the thing that I learned with insurance agents they just want to take their logo and put it over your logo on the stuff that you found out and what's going to be cool is here in the very near future, yeah. you can do that. You can, you don't have to That's be right. a master technician. You don't have to have a degree on this. Like people yep. are already doing that. So you will very, very soon. And like, I think you said September, you will be able to put your company's logo yep. on plug and play and go. And everything after year three in the insurance world that I do now, anytime I work on a project, anytime I sit with an insurance agency, all my brain is thinking is how can I get their logo there as quick as possible? Cause they're not really listening to what I'm mm-hmm. saying, which is okay. Let's get your logo there and let's let you move on and sell insurance because that's where your brain's at and that's where it should stay. But you have to open up and think maybe there's other ways to do it. Maybe what I'm doing isn't exactly right. Maybe I can try. And, and what do I always say to you? I always say, it's not this or that it can be this and that pull a little here, try a little, but Yep. Get out of your comfort zone because, you know, as a little kid and as we're young, we feel those growing pains. Yep. It's a physical thing we feel as we get older in business and the insurance world is filled with too many yep. people that aren't uncomfortable. You got to feel those growing pains. It's okay. You know, that's how you know you're growing. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't work perfectly. Well, you get better and better and yep. better. That's that's one of the greatest uh, things about being a human is it's like the more things we do, we just get better whether we want to or not. Right. I mean, you just get better. I mean, it's like it's like trying to hit a, a nail uh, with a hammer. Right. You couldn't hit it at first. Now you can almost do it with your eyes closed. Well, some of us can't. Some of us some of us have big fat thumbs. 
So, (laughs) hey, thank you very much. I can't wait until we do our next podcast. I think we're recording one here in the next couple days. But uh, thank you very much for joining me, Wes. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this uh, off now because it's about 33 minutes of straight meaty succulent juice. (laughs) And I appreciate you being by uh, being here for Agency Intelligence. And keep in mind, loyal listeners. This is what it is. It's agency intelligence. It's it's the real agency intelligence, not the artificial that they try to tell you. We just brought that right to you. Keep in mind that the reason why we know this is agency intelligence is because these are two people who own insurance agencies and who are doing it. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be here. For all you new loyal, uh, all you listeners out there who are going to become loyal listeners, understand we have two podcasts. We have Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. That would be if I'm speaking to industry outsiders or about other things outside the our agency. But when I bring on experts like, I know he's my co-host, but in the case, regardless if he was, Wesley Anderson, who is also an agency owner, those are where we get the agency intelligence podcast. Because um, just like I named inside the great, uh, the great Separator, which is very, very important for people to understand, that I actually searched out the name of agency intelligence. I looked at it and there is no definition out there, so I created it. An agency intelligence is an insurance agency practice that separates your agency from the competition by utilizing data, people, and process to create a customer experience, and this is the key, that anticipates customers' expectations. Not only do you have to meet customers' expectations in The Great Separator, but you have to be able to know what their unexpectations are. And that's something that you can't do without machine or artificial learning. You have to know what they're going to expect before they realize they're going to expect it. You can't do that. You have to have outside agency intelligence through data, people, and process to make that happen. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence Podcast. Me and my homeboy, Wes, he'll be back. Don't get sad. He'll be back. And until then, tell me what you think. Tell me your thoughts, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. We're out.